0: بسم الله الصلاة والسلام على رسول الله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا و أزدنا علما، اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ونعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع. إن شاء الله Continuing with المهمة لعامة الأمة. The important lessons for every Muslim. InshaAllah today we are continuing with nawaqid al-wudu', the nullifiers of wudu'. Nawaqid al-wudu' wa 6: al-kharaj min al wal-kharaj al-fahiish an al-jasad, wa zawaal al-aql bi-nawm aw ghayrihi, al kana aw The nullifiers of wudu' They are 6. The first one is al-kharaj min al anything that comes out of the two passages, the front and the back, Wal Kharijul Fahishun al Jasad, any impurity that comes out of the body excessively, a loss of consciousness through sleep or otherwise. min hail, or touching the private parts, the front or the back without a barrier, wa aklu eating the meat of a camel, ridda apostasy from Islam, we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from that. الله This is the Sharh. This is the explanation. Now, when he says the things that corrupt the wudu and they remove the person from a state of purity. It is six. الأول الخارج من السبيلين. The first one is anything that comes out of the two passages. The two passages. They are the front and the back. وجد خارج من therefore if something comes out of the two passageways whether it is urine or stool or passing wind or blood or sperm or pre seminal fluid or anything other than that فإنّه ينتقض وضوء بذلك then the wudu of a person is broken as a result of that لقول الله تعالى أو جاء he says in an Nisa or oh, when one of you comes from the place of relieving themselves, النَّبِيِّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ عَنْ بْنِ قَالَ كَانَ رَسُولُ and that Safwan ibn he narrates that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu used to command us not to take off our leather socks for three days except in the case of sexual impurity but not in the case of defecation urine or sleep during travel <inaudible> any impurity that comes out of the body excessively <inaudible> that does not come out of the two passages <inaudible> that the scholars they have differed regarding the blood which comes out not from the two passages <inaudible> doesn't it, break the wudu or not that some of the scholars said that any blood that comes out of the body that is not from the two passages it does not nullify the wudu it does not break the wudu because there has not been any authentic evidence from the prophet sallallahu عليه wasallam in that regard and others they said that yes it does break the wudu if it is excessive this opinion has been narrated from some of the sahaba and some of the Tabi'in. and this is what the sheikh yani Shaykh has chosen and he has included in his text here it is the more cautious opinion and exits a person from the difference of opinion and the correct opinion is that any blood which exits from the person is that it does not break a person's wudu. الثالث زوال العقل بنوم أو غيره the third nullifier of the wudu is a loss of consciousness through sleep or otherwise لأن النوم مظنة خروج الحدث because sleep it is presumed that you will lose your wudu while asleep وهو لا يحس به and you do not sense it يعني the passing of حدث or impurity إلا يسير النوم and the exception of this is light sleep فإنه لا ينقض الوضوء. light sleep does not break your wudu لأن الصحابة because the sahaba they would be overcome with excessive drowsiness not sleep just drowsiness while they are waiting for salah and then they would stand up and then they would make salah without making wudu قوله أو غيره when he says بِنَوْمٍ أو غَيْرِهِ with sleep or otherwise wa وَالْسُّكْرِ other forms of consciousness which are included in this ruling is insanity or intoxication or fainting all of these result from a loss of consciousness, and as a result, a loss of wudu. The fourth nullifier of wudu is touching the private parts, back or front, without a barrier. That this opinion which the sheikh mentioned, yani touching the private parts without a barrier, قول it is the opinion of the majority of the scholars. وهو الصحيح. This is the most correct opinion. كان المسو بدون حائل. If it is without a barrier, then it does break the wudu But if it is with a barrier, then it does not break the wudu لحديث بِنْتِ صَفْوَانٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا أَنَّ النَّبِيَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَالَ مَنْ مَسَ ذَكَرَهُ As per the Hadith of Busra bint Safwan الله that the Prophet الله عليه he said whoever touches the private parts is not to pray until they make wudu and there are other hadith where the prophet sallallahu he said if a person touches their private parts in the salah then it is part of their body like they touched any other part of their body for the way that we join between this hadith and this hadith of Busra here is we say that if it is without a barrier then it breaks the wudu but if it is with a barrier then it does not break the wudu and when the sheikh he says, أو He says the front or the back, yani touching the front or the back. This one, there's a difference of opinion uh, regarding it, but the most correct opinion is just the front. مَنْ مَسَّى Whoever touches their private part. And the Dhakar, when they say the Dhakar, that means referring to the front only. الخامس أكل لحم الجزور the fifth nullifier of wudu أكل لحم الجزور is eating camel ويدل للوضوء من أكل لحم الإبل ما جاء في الحديث عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عندما سئل أتوضأ من لحوم الإبل قال نعم that when the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he was asked should we make wudu after eating camel meat and he replied in the affirmative يعني yes you must make wudu after eating the mate of the camel Sadis, الاسلام, the sixth nullify of wudu' is apostasy from Islam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and the Muslimin from such a thing. للوضو, the the rida, the apostasy when a person exits from the fold of Islam it nullifies their wudu' In fact it is مبطلة. it nullifies all of the good days not just the wudu' لقول الله تعالى أَشْرَكْتَ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that if you were to fall into shirk, if you were to commit shirk, la عملك, your days will be worthless and void. وَلِأَنَّهَا حَدَثٌ فَتَدْخُلُ فِي عُمُومِ قَوْلِهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ لَا تُقْبَلُ صَلَاتُ أَحَدِكُمْ إِذَا أَحْدَثَ حَتَّى يَتَوَضَّى And because it is also a form of impurity, so it enters under the generality of the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ where he said, The prayer of any of you will not be accepted if they are in a state of impurity until they perform wuduul. قال رحمه الله تنبيه عام that the sheikh Ibn Baz رحمه الله he said an important reminder أما غسل الميت فالصحيح أنه لا ينقض الوضوء وهو قول أكثر أهل العلم لعدم الدليل على ذلك لكن لو أصابت يد الغاسل فرج الميت من غير حائل وجب عليه الوضوء والواجب عليه أن يمس فرج الميت إلا من وراء حائل that he says an important reminder أما غسل الميت as for washing of the dead then the correct opinion is that this does not nullify the wudu' This is the opinion of the majority of the scholars because there is no evidence in this regard However if the one washing the dead their hand touches the private parts of the deceased without a barrier then they must make wudu' not because they are washing the dead but because their hand touched the private part of the dead However, what is obligatory upon them is that they wash the dead without touching their private parts except behind a barrier. This is what is obligatory upon them. However, if it occurs, مثلا, accidentally or they didn't know the ruling, then they must make wudu according to the here. وهكذا مس المرأة لا ينقض الوضوء مطلقا سواء كان ذلك عن شهوة أو غير شهوة في أصح قولي العلماء ما لم يخرج منه شيء لأن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قبل بعض نسائه ثم صلى ولم يتوضى And similarly touching a woman does not nullify the وضوء سواء كان ذلك من شهوة أو غير شهوة Regardless if the touch was with desire or without desire في أصح قولي العلماء according to the most correct opinion of the scholars as long as nothing is emitted يعne, as a result of touching the woman يعne, with desire that nothing is released from يعne, the front passage لأن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قبل بعض نسائه that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he kissed his wives then he went out and prayed without making wudu أما قول الله سبحانه وتعالى في آيتي النساء والمائدة أو لا مستم النساء فالمراد به الجماع في الأصح من قوليل as for when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in surat al-nisa and surat al-ma'idah or you have contact with women, la-mastum means to touch or to have contact with women fal-muradu bihi al-jima'a then what is meant? By la mastum, it means intimacy and sexual intercourse. This is what is referred to here. Fil al according to the most correct opinion of the scholars, ibn Abbas, and this is the Qawl of Ibn Abbas. min al salafi wal khalaf, and a great number of scholars, both past and present. Wallahu waliyut-tawfiq, and all tawfiq belongs to Allah subhanahu wa taala. subhanaka Allahumma bihamdika al wa la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka wa atubu atubulayk wa jazakumullahu khayran.